Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. John chapter 5 verses 21. The gospel of John, the fifth chapter, the 25th verse. The Bible says, Verily, verily, I say unto you that the hour is coming and now is... When the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they shall hear and shall live. Praise God. He says, the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God, and they that hear shall what? Shall live. For as the Father hath life in himself, so has he given to the Son to have life in himself. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, for as the Father has life in himself, so has he given the Son to have life in himself. He has said, a time is coming and the time now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and they that hear shall live. In other words, the voice of God is there to make you live. Somebody shout hallelujah. When you hear the voice of God, you live. If you're not able to hear the voice of God, you are dying without even knowing it. It's important to hear the voice of God. A lot has changed in the church and in the history of Christianity like we know it. And we are living in a very interesting time of history today. And sometimes tears come to my heart when I see how many people cannot hear God are not able to hear God. Or hear something else and call it God. And can even stick their guns and die for what is not God. And insist that it is God. Men have become so indifferent and so foreign to the Lord. That people are struggling to hear God. Like the pagan gods of this world. Many Christians are starting to relate to a God that they cannot hear and suppose that because they cannot hear, therefore he cannot talk to them. And it has been sad moments when I hear people say, oh, God, talk to me about an issue. And some say for three weeks, God was silent. And sometimes it's not that God is silent. Sometimes he's speaking, but they cannot hear him. He has spoken before, but they cannot understand what he is saying. They are indifferent to the voice of the Spirit. And many have entered decisions. They have made very hard choices. And some of which have become so costly to their lives. Some temporary costs. Some are lifetime costs. Because of decisions and choices. There are many people right now who are in pain because they think they had God. They committed themselves to things, to ideas, to experiences, to relationships, to businesses, to careers that are killing them because they are sure that they had God. And some use the word of God like a band-aid to put on their wounds. With the hope that yes, those who hear God sometimes patiently wait in pain. And some are hoping that yes, they had God, but through suffering and turmoil, some at the end they'll see the light of the tunnel. And some never see it. And some after a very long time, that's when they get to the realization that they actually did not hear God. And they're not even humble enough to say, you know what, I didn't hear God. Some have hated others. Some have hated job situations and everything. But the issue was that this individual did not hear the voice of God. And other people and other things are going to pay the price for you having not had God in the first place. 
Now, we are like the most desperate creatures there is. And you see them sometimes coming to meetings. Some sit in meetings the whole service, hoping that the man of God will call them and tell them something about their lives. Because that's the only way God can speak through another man. He can't speak to them personally. And some in the process have been abused and manipulated and taken advantage of because they don't hear God for themselves. One time in a meeting somewhere in this city, a man of God stood and said that the Lord appeared to him and told him that everybody in that meeting was supposed to bring all the money they had on their bank account and God was going to multiply it three times in a space of two or three weeks. And then he got a woman and convinced her that the Lord had spoken and everybody in the room. A woman had had money she had saved with her husband. They used to work in the United Kingdom. And then they saved money for years to build themselves a home, a retirement home. They were tired of working there. And then he sent all that money on their account. And this woman was convinced that God had spoken. She went, removed that money, gave it to the man of God, and waited for the multiplication of that money three times. One week, two weeks, three weeks, the money wasn't there. The husband was coming back. She goes to the man of God and said, you say that if I give you money, in two, three weeks, that money will multiply three times. I have not seen any amount of money. The man of God in quotes asks the woman, who did you give that money, me or God? And she said, God. He said, so why do you come to me? She went back home because she didn't know what to tell the husband. She put a rope in her neck and hung herself. So a man came to bury his wife and suffer loss of money they had made many years ago because a woman could not hear God and another man had to hear God for her. So even when they are deceived, they don't know because everything spoken to them is true. How many people have lost businesses in the name of the Lord that has spoken to me? How many relationships have been broken and families divided because the Lord has spoken to me? Why? Because the church is not putting emphasis on teaching people to hear God for themselves. We've created the atmosphere that I'm the man of God who you have to hear from and God has to speak to me only. And if he hasn't spoken to me, then he hasn't spoken. He cannot bypass me as a man of God to speak to you. How gullible. How weak. How sad. The place of the prophetic is a confirmer. Not the affirmation of the voice of God on your life. The Bible says, my sheep hear my voice. Are you of God? I said, are you of God? He said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Do you realize the scripture doesn't say my sheep can hear my voice? So it's not in the ability. The Bible doesn't say that my sheep should hear my voice. It's not in the instruction. He says my sheep hear my voice. It might not relate with your situation. How you say, you're saying, God has said that his sheep hear his voice, but me, I don't hear God. Yes, even though you don't hear God, God says you hear him. He didn't say you can hear him. It's not in your ability only to hear God. It's not in a command instruction to hear him. No, it's in your nature. If you are his, you hear him. So then you ask me, so then, if you say that I'm his and I hear him, then why is it that I don't hear him? It's simple. If God has said my sheep hear my voice, it only means that he sends the instruction, he speaks very clearly, you hear him, but you do not know that he's the one speaking. And because you have not trained your spirit to know when he's the one speaking, you get lost or lose the narrative. And over the years, because you have not trained your spirit 
to hear him. You assume that he's not speaking. No, he is speaking. You know him. He knows you. You hear him. You just don't know that he's the one speaking. And because you do not know that he's the one speaking, you know not the meaning of the voice. The Bible says you become barbaric or he becomes barbaric. He's unclear. The Bible says, for if I know not the meaning of the voice, the Bible says, then he that speaketh to me is barbarian. He's barbarian. He's unclear. He's something foreign. My sheep hear me. So you do hear him. You just don't know how to discern the difference between him and the rest of the voices. The Bible says that it may be many voices, but there's none without signification. Every voice carries a significance in the spirit realm. It's only that in all of these voices that are speaking, you cannot separate all of them and know that this is God speaking. If I can only by the teaching of the spirit help you separate his voice from the noises, that your frequency will be aligned to his voice frequency, that your receiver will be tuned to him, then you'll see that everybody who speaks in your life will simply be confirming what you already know by God. Somebody shout hallelujah. We cannot be in a meeting of 10, 20,000 people and only three are hearing God. That means if the person who hears God is not with you, you're gone. If the person who is hearing God is not with you, you are gone. If you're not surrounded by men or people who hear God, your life is in danger. Do you know how many dangers are at stake if you don't hear God? Do you know how many? Do you know how many? Some of you are alive because you had God at the last minute. If it wasn't for the voice of God to be clear, you'd be dead. Somebody shout hallelujah. So you just need to exercise your spirit to know how to hear him. But he speaks and you hear him. You just need to separate his voices. You just don't know that he's the one. So never go to anybody and say, I want to hear God. Never make such a prayer again. If you have read John 10, 27. Because if you do, then you're not a believer. You cannot ask, pray for me, I want to hear God. You hear him. John says you do, because you're his sheep. Somebody shout amen. Say, I hear God. Say it again, everyone say, I hear God. Yes, it's powerful to confess it. Maybe pray for me that I can, you know, separate his voice from the noises, but he's speaking. Somebody shout hallelujah. And then we've given all this time this kind of false teaching in the body of Christ on what the voice of God is and what it is not, the circumstances under which God speaks and when he doesn't, the conditions put by God to speak to man and the conditions that he doesn't speak to man. And all of this stuff, when you go into scripture, you are so shocked that it is so wrong. And many of us walk in the air that I need to do this to hear God. I need to do this to hear God. No, you hear him. Oh, you know, if you do this, God will not speak to you. His voice will be far away from you. If you do that, God's voice will not be clear to you. And we give many examples of how God's voice is not clear because of the things we've done and things we haven't done. Let me tell you. Read Genesis. Adam and Eve had fallen. After eating the forbidden fruit. And in the most fallen nature of humanity. The Bible says. They hear the voice of God walking. In the cool of the day. In their fallen state. They have not yet repented. Nothing has yet been done. Are you following what I'm saying? They are hearing the voice of God very clearly. He's walking in the cool of the garden. And they hide themselves from the presence of God. This is a man who has fallen. If you're talking of sin, Adam and Eve have just sinned. Are you seeing what I'm saying? But God can tell him, Adam, Adam, where are you? 
and he's hidden. He's even answering God back in his fallen nature. And then you are very spiritual. But you say that you don't hear God. Go to the story of Cain. When Cain kills Abel, he has killed a man. Cain has committed murder. This is a man for you have not even killed. Cain has killed his brother for sacrificing before God. And as he's running away, the Bible says, Cain, where is your brother? This is a man who's fallen. He's answering God. Am I my brother's keeper? Why are you annoyed with you? What have you done? The voice of your brother is crying out for me from the ground. This is a man who is fallen, but he is having a conversation. If Satan can hear God, where have you been? To and fro. You see, how can you tell me that you do not hear the voice of God? So God speaks to Cain. They have a conversation. And God tells him the earth will not yield forth its fruit. It will not give you its substance. Because of the blood of your brother. Which is crying out from the ground. He told him you shall be a fugitive. And a vagabond on the face of the earth. Then Cain answered God. This is a fallen man. My punishment is greater than I can bear. He says. Behold thou hast driven me out of this day. From the face of the earth. And from my face I shall be hid. And I shall be a fugitive. This is a man talking to God. And a vagabond in Yanni shall. Who is that shall come to pass. That every man that findeth me shall kill me. And God says. Hey, 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 hey. Okay. Hold your peace. Whosoever slays you. I will avenge your life seven times. This is a fallen man. Talking. To God. And the Bible says, and the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. And the next verse says, and Cain went from the presence. The presence didn't leave him. Cain went out from the presence of the Lord. He's the one who went. Read your Bible. God didn't leave Cain. Cain left the presence. You see that? Somebody say, I hear God. Say it again and say, I hear God. There is no way you cannot hear God. The only challenge, like I said, is understanding when he speaks. Because of the multifaceted ways of how God speaks. There was a time he had an experience with Israel as God. And he wanted to speak to them. But his voice did not come quite like many of you expected to come to you. And in Deuteronomy chapter 4, verses 36, give me the amplified of that. Now, this is Moses telling them. He says, out of heaven, he made you hear his voice. Out of heaven, he made you hear his voice that he might correct discipline and admonish you. Yes, he spoke the voice in heaven. But on earth, the Bible says he made you see the great fire. He made them see. That means he had to cause their eyes to see a great fire. And the Bible says, and you heard his words out of the midst of a fire. Now, there should have been somebody probably who is seeing the children of Israel looking to a fire. But the fire, through the fire, God is speaking. And it's possible for a man to see that fire and not pick the voice. But that day, he made a fire appear to them. And some could have ended in the spectacular experience of the fire they see. But the Bible says, and in there, the Bible says his words spoke out of the midst of the fire. The only difference here is he caused them both to see the fire and to hear the voice. Because they were aligned spiritually. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. In John chapter 12 verses 27. A story is given a few days to the crucifixion of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that Jesus Christ in the 27th verse he's He's traveled. That's about five days before the Passover. And the Bible says in verses 27, 
my soul, this is him saying, is what? Is troubled. And he says, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this cause came I into this what? Hour. 28, he says, rather, Father, he says, glorify thy name. Give me the amplified of that. He says, I will say, Father, glorify thy name. He would have told God, if it's possible, take this thing away from me. But he says, but no, I have to take it because it's intended and ordained for me to be alive on this hour. On the 28th verse, he says, but rather I will say, Father, glorify or honor and extol your own name. Then he says, the Bible says, there came a voice out of heaven saying, I have already glorified it and I will glorify it again. This is a, a voice from heaven. But the Bible says the crowd of bystanders had the sound. They didn't hear the voice. They had the sound and said that it had thundered. And others said an angel has spoken to him. So God is speaking and the bystanders are not hearing the voice of God. They're hearing thunder. You see? And the next verse says, Jesus answered, this voice has not come for my sake. But for your sake. God is trying to speak to them something. Because the son of God has said, glorify your name. And for their sake, the voice comes from heaven and says, I have glorified it already. And I will glorify it again. And the Bible says, this voice was meant for the bystanders, the people who are there. To understand that whatever is coming to the crucifixion is the glorification of the name of God. But the Bible says when the voice speaks, they hear a thunder. And people would have been that. And the Bible says, and some said, an angel is speaking to him. An angel is talking to him. This message is his. We don't know what it is. If it was ours, we would understand it. But when thunder hits, he's responding a certain way like he's hearing a voice. I think an angel is talking to him. And that day, a great... Mystery was lost to the men that were present to witness such great revelation. Because when it came, some had thunder. Somebody said amen. Some had thunder. Yet it was intended to reveal God a certain way to them. And some had thunder when God was speaking. Are you following what I'm saying? It happened in Paul's day as he gives his account in the book of Acts 22. The Bible says in the sixth verse, the Bible says, and it came to pass that as I made my journey and was come nigh unto Damascus about noon, suddenly, he says, there shone from heaven a great light round about me and I fell to the ground and heard a voice saying unto me, soul, soul, why persecutest thou me? And I answered, who art thou, Lord? And he said unto me, I am Jesus of Nazareth, whom thou persecutest. And they that were with me saw indeed the light and were afraid, but they had not the voice of him that spoke to me. You see, two people are on one experience, one event. There is a light and a voice speaking. One man is hearing a voice. The rest are seeing a light and they are afraid. You understand what I'm saying? And then the Lord tells him, get thee to Damascus. And when you get there, all the things that are appointed to thee to do shall be told. So he goes to Damascus at the instruction of the voice that he had heard. What if another man had it that day? Maybe the narrative would have changed. Maybe the narrative would have changed. Maybe the narrative would have changed. Maybe. Maybe. We don't know. But maybe the narrative would have changed. And sometimes... It's maybe because the light was so bright. It probably was the mind that caught the people that were there that day. But what about the voice that was intended to be spoken? Well, we can say maybe it was intended only for Paul to hear. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Listen. I'm not the kind who would be in a place and a light appears and God is speaking to a man and I'm not hearing. <laughs> Me? No. 
I would refuse. You understand what I'm saying? Because I'm missing out on drama. If he says, my sheep hear my voice, I am supposed to hear. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm just saying? I have to hear. Maybe through hearing that, a revelation would come out. Do you think that the people taking him to Damascus knew what God had told Saul? No. It's only for your benefit later when Saul says, God tells him, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? In other words, when you persecute the church, you are persecuting Jesus himself. There was a revelation. I wouldn't have wanted to miss it. If God is correcting a man and I'm hearing it, for me as a man of God, it's beneficial to learn. But that voice, I don't think, was only expedient to Paul. I believe it should have been heard by everyone. So, what of the lights in which he will appear? And I'm not able. That is why when Ananias comes to him, he tells him, I have come to give sight to you. That the Lord, he said, has appeared to you to be a what? A witness and a minister. The Bible says, of the things which you have seen, comma, and of those things, Jesus says, in which I will appear unto you. Did you hear that? God has appeared to Paul as a minister and a witness of the things that he has seen and of those things in which Christ will appear to him. Of those things, we don't know which things, whether it's a car, he should be a witness that Christ appeared to me in the form of a car. Just giving an example. Somebody can come from here and say, hey, Apostle said Jesus can appear in the form of a car. So I saw the Lord on four wheels with 20 valves, V8 engine. Ah, you understand. But he said, and of those things in which I will appear unto thee. And so sometimes it's easy if God appears either in a vision or a dream and says, I am Jesus. Okay? It's easy to say the Lord appeared to me. But what about the appearances of things in which he appears that don't necessarily reflect your expectation of his appearance, but in them he has appeared. In them he has appeared. I'll give you an example. One time when I was banking, I believed God for a certain amount of money. And I wanted it in dollars, okay? And so I was seated in my table, speaking in tongues, rabababa, shakalalalaba, you understand? And I don't know how it was supposed to come, but I believed that it was to come. So he speaks to my soul and tells him, I am going to bring you the money you want. Now, when Jesus speaks that, you're asking yourself, how, what, which way? Is it going to appear in my drawer? Is it going to appear in my shoe? Is it going to appear in my bag? Am I going to go back in the car and find the dollars? I just received and thank God. It was about 3 p.m. A woman I'd never seen before walks into my office with an envelope with the amount of money that I wanted, puts it on a table, and told me, God bless you. And she walked out. I have never seen her again. That day Jesus appeared to me. Now, if you argue that's your problem. <laughs> Somebody shout amen. <laughs> With God all things are. Oh, see. In that, he appeared as my provider. That's how he chose to appear as provider. It is the way he proved to me that he's my provider. That was his appearance. As of whether money came and probably Jesus came face to face and gave you the money, you're not any special. You got the money. Somebody shout amen. amen. Shout hallelujah. hallelujah. So there are many things in which, and you know, they both say, oh, okay, I've had a grace. That Jesus has appeared to me several times. You know, face to face. I'm blessed. But there are people who have never had that experience. 
And because they have never, they think Jesus has never appeared to them. And they're waiting for that experience, which they hear other people say, to also carry the collective mind of, even me, he appeared to me on a Tuesday night or a Wednesday night. No, he doesn't need to appear to you the way he appeared to me or any other man. He can appear to you in any other way. But are you tuned enough to know that this is God? Somebody shout hallelujah. Or you're waiting for another spectacular line. He will speak through individuals. And because probably some people don't fit the mark of your expectation of how Jesus should appear, you can lose your destiny without knowing. Why? Because you see, he is not subject to appearing the way you expect him to appear. He can appear and speak any way. That is why you hear men of God. That's why you listen to your pastors. There was a woman one time who came to me. So she brings me this man and says, Papa, I found a man. Said what? I found a man. I say, wow, praise God. Mm -hmm. And you got to meet him. I said, mm, I'll be more than glad to meet him. So this guy was coming from another country. And then he was all Christian, holy man of God. I want to meet your pastor. I want him to speak a word in my life and my family. So I meet this dude. <laughs> we exchange pleasantries. We have a conversation. We talk like men do. I'm excited for them. I bless them. My spirit in there, the voice of God tells me, don't commit to blessing this. Pray about it. So I didn't pray for them as a couple. So I prayed for this gentleman, then let him go. And then about three or four days in a vision, I am carried in the spirit. I go to London. <laughs> I see this guy coming out of his house with a woman and children. I said, where are you? He had told my daughter he was single. He told her he was what? Me, I'm seeing the chap coming out of a house with three children and a woman. I'm like, where a minute, where a minute. <laughs> My God, you can't give spiritual people no way. Tell yourself in the name of Jesus, I can't be duped. So. I tell my dear girl, I say, you know what? I saw a lot. This shop is married and has children. What? I said, research. <laughs> she did her research. After like three or four weeks, I hired everything. And you know, she discovered the man was married. What if he had come? We welcomed him. Got them married. And then we discover. What was she going to do? What was she going to do? How was she going to recollect that story? What was going to be said about us? <laughs> the devil is a liar! <laughs> Somebody shout hallelujah. But thank God that he is with you. Thank God that he speaks to you. Thank God that you are his sheep and you hear his voice. Even in the smallest things, he will appear to you. Somebody shout hallelujah. You must cultivate a life of hearing God constantly. Let us confirm, but you hear him for yourself. He says, you will find me. If you seek me with all your heart. That's what Jeremiah says. That is one of the strongest scriptures for my life. Every time I read that verse, I find myself praying. He says, you'll seek and find me. If you search for me with all your heart. If you search for him with all your heart. 
you will find him. You will find him. You will find him. You will find him. And that is why I've realized that to align the frequencies of the spirit so your receiver is constantly awake, you must cultivate a life of prayer. Not only pray when you're in danger, but cultivate a life of prayer. Or at least if you have to hear God, you must learn to pray through an issue. Not just about an issue. You know, we have people who just pray about an issue. Father, we thank you because you're going to serve it in Jesus' name. Amen. No. Learn to go before God and pray through an issue. By the time you come out of his presence, you have the answer. Sometimes there are things that disturb my spirit. And I find myself praying for two, three hours, four. I don't mind, five, I don't care. As long as I can hear the voice tell me this is the way to go. So I don't pray like one who God is not speaking to. I pray like one who is sure God has spoken. But I just need to align my antennas, my receivers. So I can get clarity. So I can receive the voice like I have to. It doesn't matter whether it takes hours. It doesn't matter whether it takes days. You learn to pray and wait on the Lord until you hear that statement that tells you now you're free to do this. If you never cultivate that kind of life, you will lose in this Christian faith. And what some of you do now, instead of that, you now look for men of God. To pray for you. So that they can hear God for you. Do you know how many people. Have not cultivated a personal life of prayer. That if they have to pray. They have to go around people praying. Not all people who go for overnight prayers. Go because they are better. Some people go for some evening prayers. Or some prayers. Some don't go because. God has led them to go. No they go because. They can only pray around other people praying. How can you stake your prayer life on another man's prayer? What if they don't pray? I'm not against going to church to pray or going for an evening prayer service. No, I'm not against that. But you have a problem if you can only tune in when other people are praying. It means you'll never have a personal life to hear God for yourself. Except people come together and hold with you faith. Do you understand what I'm saying? That's where prayer becomes personal. Again, I'm not against corporate prayer. White people come together in overnights, nights of prayer. All of those are good. But when you come there, you come with your heart yielded to God. You don't submit your heart to what the other man's heart is because you don't know where he is with God. No. You start your own thermostat and tune your heat if a man is praying at 18 degrees, that's their problem. Do 27 or 30. Do 100 and say, raka, baka, baka, baka. If they don't understand your baka, baka, that's their problem. It's not yours. Are you hearing me? Are you hearing me? Because God called you alone. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. When I read that thing, and internalized and meditated it. It sat in my spirit for so long. It was the most liberating thing to know. That I don't need to hear. I do. I don't need to hear. I do. What if it's not the reality present? Then I just position myself. I just rakarabazala. Shebreketerekepata. I'm putting away everything carnal. Are you hearing me? Because he that speaketh in tongues, the Bible says, does what? Buildeth himself up. Praise God. I'm fanning into flame. I'm stirring the spiritual man who hears God. Tell your neighbor, I hear God. Tell him, I hear God. Then I get up and speak and speak and speak and pray through and speak and speak and pray through and speak and speak and speak and pray through and speak and speak and speak and pray through and speak and speak and speak and pray through until I get it. Somebody shout amen. 
Years ago, there was a certain travel document I needed. And the country that I needed it from disturbed me. One, two, three, four times, bring this. This one is not clear. Do this. They disturbed me. I so tired. I don't even need to come to their country. But they're disturbing me. So one day I went to prayer. I said, God, I just want to hear you on this thing once and for all. What should I do? So he told me, pray. I started that night. 2 a.m. 3 a.m. 3.30. In the middle of the walk like this, he told me, pause. I paused. He said, they've given you whatever you need. I said, huh? They've given you whatever you need. Thank you. I went to bed. What more do I need to add? Hey, what more do I need to add? Once he said it, what? I tossed. That very week, they gave me what I wanted. <laughs> Glory to God. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph. And he maketh manifest the self of his knowledge by us in every place. Tell your neighbor, I don't fail. I have a God. I hear God. I hear God. I hear God. I hear God. Come on, come on. Raise your voice. This is the air I breathe. This is the air I breathe. Your holy presence. You hear his voice. The Bible says when you hear it, you leave. You will not die if you hear his voice. You cannot die if you hear his voice. All you need is one sentence. All you need is one word spoken to you. One like this. It will change your life. No man has had him and he has not lived. Abraham had him. When God told him, go to the place I will show you. And because of that, he made him the father of all nations. Moses had him. And because of that, he delivered the whole nation because of him. Joshua had him. And because of that, the children of Israel crossed from the wilderness into the promised land. Elijah had him. 
and the Assyrians were smitten on the hand of the Israelites because a prophet had God. Paul had him and the foundation of the New Testament was laid. The very thing with which all of us are building on and the church of Jesus Christ is progressing. Deborah had him and gave direction to the king for victory to Israel. Ruth had him. She slept on the threshing floor at the feet of a man that was supposed to be the redeemer of her kinsmen. Naomi had him when she moved and went wherever Boaz was. You just need a voice and it changes everything. John the Baptist had him in the wilderness and the instruction was clear and he became the voice crying out from the wilderness repent ye for the kingdom of God is here Peter had him and the foundation of the church was laid and the gospel to the circumcised was preached James had him and he became the chief apostle of the church in Jerusalem Jeremiah had him Isaiah had him Ezekiel had him, Hezekiah had him, Haggai had him, Zechariah had him. No man hears God and they stay the same. One word can change your life. One word can change your marriage. One word can change your ministry. One word can change your children. One word can change your spouse. One word can change your career. One word, one. The Bible says the dead shall hear the voice of God and they shall live. They that hear shall live. Not to all he has spoken, but to those that hear. He said they shall live. Ratayaraba. I'm lost without you. The Bible says they that hear, not they that are spoken to, but they that hear. I'm speaking to everybody, but do you hear God? And I I hear God. I hear God. You must believe that you hear Him. Sarebbe <laughs> 
I see ministries change. <laughs> I say it, I hear ministries change. I hear healing is here. Believe and receive it. Your next destination spiritually is hemmed into what you hear now. It's embedded into what you have heard. The dead shall hear. They that hear him shall live. I don't know what is dying in your life. I don't know what appears dead in your life. If the voice of God is clear, it shall leave. I don't care how dead it looks. I don't care how dead it appears. If you shall hear the voice of God, it shall leave. Sarakata. Claim the life of your husband. Claim the life of your wife. Claim the life of your children. Claim the life of your business. Claim your life. Claim the life of your ministry. His word is clear. What does the word of God say? God is opening eyes spiritually. I see the anointing of God moving here. And I see God touching people. And I see people's eyes open. <laughs> I see people's ears open. To the frequency of the Spirit, to the voice of Almighty God. when was the last time the voice of God was clear to you when was the last time you really had God
mountains fall I'll stand by the power of your name in your heart of hearts I will pray that my soul knows very well speak Lord your people are hearing Lord, your people are hearing. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Receive it. Rebayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabayarabay
the Greek word there for hold is echo. Continue speaking what you know God has said to your soul tonight. Echo it. Thank you, Holy Spirit. If you're here and you've never given your life to Christ, and you want to be born again tonight, you've heard the voice of God talk to you for salvation. Repeat these words after me. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I have heard your word. I believe that you died for my sins and shed your blood that I'll be free. Tonight, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. I'm born again. Amen. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Finero, make manifest.